Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Behold podcast. I just wanted to give you a quick little note that this episode was originally only made as a YouTube video, and it can be found in its entirety here, as well as its entirety with the video on our YouTube channel, which can be found in the show notes. Thank you so much for being a part of our Behold community, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Behold, a series for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and I'm so glad that you're here. This is episode four. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our next episode. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks for coming back and joining us again. I wanted to um, welcome you back and just kind of recap a little about what we've talked about Last week, we talked about the brain and how our brains are a wonderful tool, but many of us aren't managing that tool. And when we don't manage the the tool that our brain is, we end up with an unmanaged mind that is not working for us in the way that God intended intended it to. So then in episode three, we talked about how our circumstances are neutral, that they actually, even though we think that they mean something either good or bad, they're actually neutral. And that our thoughts about those circumstances is what gives it meaning. So that our thoughts control our feelings, our feelings control our actions, and our actions get us our results. And so maybe you've had a chance to print off the worksheets from last week and you've been working through some of those and kind of figuring out how that looks and how that works. And as you're getting started with that, you might be noticing that your feelings are giving you kind of a hard time. Your brain has been throwing that little bit of a tantrum and you're just kind of confused about the feelings. Because if you were like me, your emotions might control a lot of what you do. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to be talking about emotions and feelings and how to experience them in a very full way and, and also in a way that is more productive for you. Okay? But let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill our hearts. Help us to get what you would like us to get out of our out of our series this week. Help us to notice our feelings, to recognize that our emotions come from you, and help us to experience them in the way that you intended us to experience them. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, let's get started. Remember I said I was going to try to keep these episodes quick, but as I was taking notes for this one, there are a lot of notes. So hopefully it'll still be relatively fast, but I just have so much to share with you. (laughs) Anyways, so before we get too deep into feelings, I just wanted to address that feelings are important. We're often told that our feelings don't matter that we just need to suck it up and get on with life or something similar to that matter and we're kind of told to stuff things down. But I want to tell you that your feelings matter. Your feelings are important and that they're kind of a barometer. They're letting you know what's going on in your mind because a lot of times when you haven't been managing your mind, you're going to notice your feelings before you notice your thoughts. So your feelings are going to alert you to something being off in your mind. Okay, like we had talked about when your brain is 
when your body is acting that panicked fear, like wolves are chasing you and you notice that feeling, that feeling of anxiety and fear, you can backtrack then to your thought and you can remind yourself, you can think those thoughts, no, I'm safe. I'm okay. This, this is not going, I'm not going to die from this situation. So that's why feelings are important because they're a barometer. They're going to help us get back to the thoughts then we can take those thoughts captive like we talked about before and go from there, okay? Change those thoughts, which will lead to new feelings, new actions, new results. I'd also like to kind of dispel a myth. There is a myth that we should, that time heals all wounds. And I'd like to challenge that. I think that God heals all wounds. And we also, a lot of times, need to process things and work through things. And if time has not healed your wound yet, that's okay. It, that will come. That will come in time. It does not mean that, that something is wrong with you or that you haven't been trying. It, it just means that it isn't the time for that yet, okay? And so throughout this process, I want you to have so much love and compassion for yourself and I especially want you to have love and compassion for yourself through this feelings, through the stuff that we're working on, because most of us weren't taught how to feel. And it might be kind of silly to think, well, why do I need to be taught how to feel? I just have these emotions, but we haven't been taught how to really experience our emotions. And it's not your parents' fault or your teacher's fault or anyone else's fault, not your own fault. It's just the culture that we live in. Because we live in a culture right now that is telling us to stuff the feelings that probably matter the most. And it's telling us to glorify very indulgent feelings. Feelings that keep us stuck are the feelings that our culture is telling us to stay in. Okay, so we're going to kind of try to flip all of that around today a little bit. And um, so, but first I kind of want to define my terms so that you understand what I'm talking about as we get going. there, The word feeling is used so often for so many things. There are sensations in your body, for example. If you are hungry, you haven't had anything to eat, your stomach is empty, your body is going to tell your brain that you're hungry. That's a sensation. It's a feeling that comes from your body and goes to your brain. On the other hand, if you have a feeling that starts in your brain and then goes to your body, that's an emotion. For example, if you're happy, something has happened, you had a thought, now you're happy, all of that is starting in your brain and then going to your body. You're feeling that happiness in your body from your brain, okay? So sensations are from the body to the brain, emotions are from the brain to the body, okay? So today I'm going to be talking about emotions and I'm going to be using the word feelings throughout this. And when I'm saying feelings, I'm not talking about the sensations. I'm just talking about the emotions. Okay. So in today's world, as we talked about, our culture is kind of has things a little bit backwards for us in, in a lot of areas. But one of the things that we're really finding today is that we lack agency. And agency is having the power to make your own choices. And I think that this got a lot worse during the pandemic. You know, we were... Everything was new, everything <laughs> felt really hard, and a lot of our choices were taken away from us, especially for certain periods of time. And for some of you, you may still be really experiencing this pandemic in a way that is keeping you from making some of those choices that you used to be able to make for yourself. 
And on top of that, if we're letting our emotions just fly at us all the time, if we're not managing our minds and our emotions are controlling everything that we're doing and we don't feel like we have control over our emotions, we lose an even greater sense of agency, one that we don't even realize that we could have. And so we feel out of control all the time and helpless when we're letting those emotions just come over us all the time. So by doing this work and managing your mind, you're going to have more control over your emotions, which is going to give you a greater sense of agency, which is going to make you feel like you have more control over your day. Now, since this is a Catholic podcast, I do have to throw out there that, of course, God is in control. Okay, we all know this. We know that God is in control. And if we don't yet know it in our hearts, we know it in our minds. We've we've learned this throughout our lives that, that God has the circumstances God is in control. And so when we talk about the model, the the tool we used last week, that circumstance, thought, um, feeling, action, result, we give God our circumstance, okay? We're making that circumstance neutral. It's out of our control. That's what's in his hand, his hands. It's that circumstance. And he's allowed that circumstance in our life, either by his perfect will, which is what he ultimately had wanted for us or by his permissive will where he has allowed this to happen even though it wasn't necessarily the way he wanted it to happen and that he will use that for our good either way it will be for our good and that is our circumstance um so with so to us our circumstance like i said is neutral and we can't change it but we get to choose how do we show up we get to choose what we're going to think about that and then as a result, feel and act and what our result will be. We choose how we show up. That is our free will. Okay. The circumstance is neutral. Our free will is us choosing how to show up. So we can choose to let God's voice and will direct that, direct those thoughts and feelings, but we can only do that if we are able to have a little more control over our feelings, if they're not just bombarding us and feeling so overwhelming. So last week, I challenged you that your feelings are caused by your thoughts. And I'm going to give you a little example to kind of help you because I know that this can be kind of a difficult concept to grasp at first, for especially for some of you who are just very much controlled. I know that some people are controlled more than others by their emotions. And so sometimes this can be a little bit difficult to grasp. So I'm going to give you a little bit of an example. A lot of people, or some people, I should say, tend to be afraid of clowns. Okay, clowns just seem really scary. So I'm going to give you the circumstance that a clown walks into the room. The clown walks in the room and right away, split second, your brain thinks, oh my goodness, there's a clown. Clowns are so scary. And your heart starts beating faster. Your breathing becomes more shallow. Maybe you have some sweaty palms. Maybe you feel like you need to, to run away. And you have just this feeling of fear and panic. Okay. Now there's a child in the room with you. And this child is not afraid of clowns at all. And she thinks, oh, yay, a clown. How exciting. And she's got this big smile on her face. And maybe she's clapping her hands. And she's so happy okay so here's our first here's here you are having this thought oh my goodness clowns are so scary and you're feeling all this fear and here she is thinking oh yay there's a clown and she's excited and happy and so as you can see the circumstance was neutral a clown walked into the room 
but the way that each person experiences it is based on their feeling and their feeling was controlled by their initial thought about the circumstance of the con walking into their room. Okay, so that's just a quick little example to kind of show you that your feelings are in fact coming from your thoughts. So with that being said, we talked about how we can choose our thoughts and then we can notice when we have a feeling that isn't serving us and then we can backtrack to the thoughts. So if you don't notice your thought right away, because a lot of times you're not going to notice. Remember, we talked about those grooves in your brain. Those things have been there for a long time. You're not even noticing a lot of those thoughts. So when you notice a feeling, you can recognize the feeling, name that feeling and say, oh, wait, something's going on in my brain that's not right. That's what these emotions are for. They're that barometer to help you to use your tool that is your brain. And then you can choose. You can choose what you want to think. And then you can choose, do I want this feeling or do I want to feel a different feeling in this circumstance? Do I want to keep being afraid of this clown or do I want to be excited or do I want neither of those? Okay, you get to start choosing how you want to feel. Now, this can be really difficult in the moment, especially just starting off. So to start off, I don't want you to try to jump in the moment and change your feeling at that moment. I want you to think about it later, like we talked about, either in the evening or in the morning, kind of examining those things that's happened throughout the day and then working through that thought exercise through the tool to work on changing your thoughts and feelings that way. But before we even begin to think about changing our thoughts and feelings, we need to know how to feel our feelings. There are three ways that people mostly respond to their feelings. They either will resist the feeling, react to the feeling, or experience the feeling. And if you're like me, I would, and I guess many of you probably are, most, you spend most of your time resisting your feelings. And we resist our feelings in a lot of ways. A lot of times we buffer to try to avoid and resist our feelings. And buffering can look like overeating, over drinking, scrolling through Facebook, binging on Netflix, um, over shopping, just those things that are kind of disordered to try to numb whatever negative, it's usually negative feelings, whatever negative feeling we don't want to feel. So we do a lot of resisting. And then we resist and we resist and resist to a point where we react. And when we react to our emotions, it tends to be really big. They tend to be big and powerful. It tends to be so big that it, it has to come out. We feel like it has to come out in some way. And this is when we explode. We have, we, maybe we get much more angry with our family than we mean to and we yell. Maybe um, we say something that we don't mean. Just these, these big reactions to the feeling rather than having control over the emotion we're feeling. And I would, like I said, I bet most of you feel your feelings in that way because I know that I was feeling my feelings in that way the vast majority of time. And then the third way is to experience the feeling. Okay, so I'm going to say, or I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to give you an example, kind of an analogy for this because I think a lot of us are really afraid to feel our feelings. And we're afraid that these, especially negative feelings, and we're afraid that these negative feelings are going to be so painful that we're just going to drown in them and we're not going to be able to deal with them. And, and oh, I, since we just feel like we aren't strong enough to deal with them, we'd rather resist and avoid. And that's how we want to experience life. But that's not how God intended us to experience our emotions. So I'm going to give you this analogy. I want you to pretend right now that you are in a swimming pool. 
you're in a swimming pool, you're standing comfortably in the pool, and you have a great big beach ball, okay? And I want you to take the beach ball and hold it in the water. Just float it on the water, you know, just so it's sitting there. You're holding it. You have a lot of control over that ball right now. It kind of might move if there's a little bit of a current, but you have total control over that ball, okay? That ball is your feelings. And when you're experiencing a feeling, it's like holding the beach ball on the top of the water there. Kind of moves, but you have control over it. You can feel it, okay? When you resist, when you decide to resist your emotions, you avoid them, you buffer, you try to shove them down inside, it's like taking that giant beach ball and shoving it under the water. And you're holding it down there, and you're holding it and holding it, and it's getting more and more difficult as you resist, and it's trying, that big beach ball is trying to push back up and push back up. It's taking you a lot of energy to resist that beach ball popping back up. Okay, it's taking a lot of brain power. You are focused on that beach ball so completely. You can't notice anything else around you because you know if you don't keep focused on resisting this beach ball coming up that it's all going to pop up in your face. So you're way more focused on the ball than you were when it was sitting at the surface by resisting it. And it's taking up a lot more energy to resist it. And then finally, as you're resisting it, it does pop up. You one wrong move and it pops up in your face. The water splashes. <laughs> I'm using my hands too much. The water splashes everywhere. It the the droplets have exploded in your face. There's waves everywhere. The ball is up in the air, and that is reacting. Okay, when you let your when you react, everything just goes everywhere. Okay, so does that make sense? That analogy. When we resist, the ball is under the water. When we react, the ball is way up in the air. But when we're experiencing our feelings, it's keeping it on the surface. So we've been so afraid for so long. What's going to happen if I don't resist? Well, a lot of times when we don't res we stop resisting, we re we're reacting. And neither of those are the way that we were intended to experience our emotions. So when we've only felt that resistance and that struggle and that explosion, but not the actual feeling, of course, feelings can seem like they'd be a scary thing to deal with, all right? So how can we feel our feelings? First, we have to acknowledge that, we, that our feelings are ours and we have to take agency for them. We have to say, okay, I am thinking thoughts that are leading to these feelings and I'm choosing to feel this. I want to feel this, okay? And so this requires you to observe your brain. And so I want you to now stop I have a worksheet again this week. It's in your email or you can find it in the file tab in the Facebook group. And I want you to print that off. And you don't have to do this worksheet with every feeling, but it's kind of a good way to get you in the habit of learning how to feel your feelings. And so I want you to think of one feeling. Think of a circumstance that you're going through in your life, not right now, not the, not the big circumstances. Think of something small to start with, some little bump that maybe you wanted to work on. And think of the, the feeling that goes with that, okay? So you've got your neutral circumstance, your thought, your feeling, your action, your result. Pull out that feeling. And then I want you to sit in that feeling, okay? I want you to, I don't want you to do it at the time that the circumstance is happening. I want you to do it at the time when you're going through your, your list. Go through and sit in the circle, sit in the, sorry, sit in the feeling. Okay. Let the feeling wash over you. 
hold it like you hold the beach ball. Name the feeling. Maybe you had written on your sheet originally that you felt sad, but maybe it's not quite sad. Maybe it's more despair or maybe it's jealousy. Maybe it's something else. Okay. So name the feeling, name the actual feeling. Then I want you to question it. Question that feeling as you're holding it there in front of you. How does it feel? How does it feel to feel this feeling? What does my body feel like? What does my breaths feel like? My, when I'm breathing, am I breathing fast? Am I breathing shallow? What color does this feeling feel like? A lot of us associate anger with red, but there's other feelings and you may have a color and you, you start to think about what color does this emotion feel like? What temperature is it? Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it warm? Is this the emotion that I thought I was experiencing? So when you, at, when you did your model, what you're feeling now, is it the same feeling? Is it matching? So be really curious about it. Really explore that feeling so you can feel it and you can experience it. And then I want you to increase it. Make that feeling really big. Feel that feeling really big inside of you, okay? Really big inside of you. And then take a few deep breaths and then decrease the feeling and make the feeling much smaller, okay? Because when you're outside of the moment, like we're going, when you're, like you're going to be when you do this, you're going to be outside of the moment, then you can see that you can turn your emotions up and down. And I know that when you're in the moment, in a heated moment or a moment of negative feelings, it's really hard to realize that you have control to turn that emotion up and down, but you do. And by practicing and by having this experience of teaching yourself how to feel emotions and increase and decrease your emotions, it takes the fear out of feeling. So you're going to be less likely to resist because you're not going to be afraid to feel it. Okay. And that's what we're trying to learn here. We're trying to learn how to not be afraid to feel our feelings because if we can feel any feeling, then we will have so much more agency over our lives because then we can experience any circumstance and know that we can choose how we're going to feel and we can feel, feel it well. Okay. All right. So many times for me, and this might be the case for you too. If we've been shoving our feelings down for so long, if we've been resisting and buffering and then every once in a while way overreacting like I was for so long, our brain starts to get that path in our head. This is what we do with emotions. We resist our emotions. We react to our emotions. We don't experience our emotions. And our brain, remember, is very efficient and very good at these things. And so then besides just the negative emotion, doing that with the negative emotions, our brain also starts to do that with the positive emotions. And so I would guess that if you've been doing this for a long time with your emotions, you're probably also doing it with some of your positive emotions. You're probably not being as happy as you could be. You know, you could be having these happy, joyful moments and you could find yourself kind of resisting, kind of resisting letting that joy come all the way out. Okay. Or maybe overreacting or just resisting that, that those good feelings as well as the negative feelings, those positive feelings as well as the negative feelings, okay? So I'd like to challenge you to practice some of those feelings too, to notice when you're with your family in a beautiful moment that it's okay. It's okay to fully be happy and not to have to push that down or try to change your thought to think about 
oh, but later I need to catch up on the laundry and I'm not going to get the dishes done. Adding those thoughts, you're, it's part of you resisting, okay? You're resisting that moment and you're resisting the emotions that are coming at you in that moment, even though they're positive emotions. And so I guess that's kind of where we need to start to wrap it up is that we have a range of emotions, positive and negative. And a temptation when you start doing this work, when you start changing your thoughts to change your feelings is to decide, I want to be feel positively all the time. But that's not the human experience. That's not how God made us. God gave us a wide range of emotions and he wants us to feel all of those emotions. Jesus felt emotion. He was joyful and happy and determined and curious and righteously angry. And he was sad and heartbroken. He felt all of those things. And we feel all of those things. And he wants us to have that experience too. But he wants us to be able to choose. He wants us to have that agency for ourselves of how we're going to show up and how we're going to react. Because it's okay to have positive and negative feelings as long as we're actually experiencing them and not doing the whole resist, react, dance, struggle, but instead just experiencing them and living as, as fully human as we're supposed to be. Okay? So there are times that negative emotions are necessary and you get to choose. You get to choose what you want to feel and how you're going to feel it and when you want to feel it. But the important thing of that is to find the freedom in it. If you're having a bad day, own it. I'm having a bad day and I'm going to, I'm going to feel bad about it, but this is how I'm going to think about it tomorrow and this is how I'm going to think about it this evening and these are the feelings I'm going to have and these are the actions I'm going to take with those feelings and the results I'm going to get. And if I see that, okay, wallowing in my bad day is not getting me the results I want, well, then I own that too. Well, I did choose to feel that way and so now I'm going to change my thoughts for tomorrow and I'm going to feel better tomorrow and these are the thoughts that need to get me there. These are the actions I'm going to have after I have that feeling. And these are the results I'm actually going to get. Okay. And we're going to go through lots of examples in the model as we go on. I'm just trying to get some of these basic concepts out to you for now. But really, the most important thing is to start taking those thoughts captive. Start pushing them to the front of your mind and recognizing your thoughts. Because once you start recognizing your thoughts, it's going, you'll also start recognizing your feelings or vice versa. You might have to recognize your feelings first to be able to get back to those thoughts. And I had a quote for today that I forgot to say in the beginning. But our quote, our guiding verse as I was coming with this information was from John chapter 10, verse 10. And Jesus says, I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. God is so abundant and he wants that abundance for you. He wants your feelings to be able to be abundant, okay? He wants your thoughts to be abundant. You have such a range and so much choice, okay? You don't have to just be happy, sad, mad, scared. There are so many more feelings out there, okay? And they are all for you, and you don't have to be afraid to feel them. You don't have to be afraid of what's going to happen if you do feel a negative emotion, okay? Because you have control over that, and... And he's with you and he's going to take care of you through it. And so as you get started with this worksheet this week, just trying on some of these feelings, trying to feel how they work in your body, how they feel in your mind, how you can name them and have a little more agency over them. 
I want you to just have no judgment, okay? No judgment, just kindness for yourself, just lots of love for yourself because that's what that's what the voice of God is doing for you. He is telling you, I'm so proud of you that you're doing this. I'm so glad that you're trying this on. I'm so glad that you're learning these tools so that your free will can actually be your free will, okay? All right, so... Thank you so much for being here with me again this week. I'm so grateful that we're on this journey together. In the show notes, again, is my email address. If you'd like to join our email list or if you have any questions or any of this isn't quite making sense, please feel free to email me. Um, we also have the Facebook group. I will link that in the show notes as well for you to join if you would like. It would be really great if you could subscribe on the YouTube page to, to the YouTube channel. That would be very helpful. And I look forward to hearing from all of you as the week goes on. And this week, I hope that you will go out and live your life worthy of the call you have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is the Behold series. God bless.